Hello friends, this is Jesse Pruitt, and you are listening to the Light of Hope podcast, the Light of Hope with Jesse Pruitt. All right, we are studying in the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John. And we have come to the sixth chapter, and last time we talked about Christ and the kids' meal, from a kids' meal to a king's feast. And we cannot skip over any significant portion of this, because all the Word of God is significant. But what I mean is we can't skip over this part for sure, because this is one of my favorite things in the whole world and this is taking up six chapter six 14 no 15 excuse me verse 15 through 21 so john chapter 6 15 through 21 this is titled christ the wave walker and my subtitle is Rowing against the wind, because that's exactly what they were doing. Let's get into it, and we'll see. So John chapter 6, verse 15, he said, Jesus, therefore, perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force. Now, he's talking about the multitude that uh, he had just fed. And just to kind of bring you back up to speed, because it's been a while since we did this, the, the lad's lunch what we call the kids' meal, the, the small amount of food that fed probably more like ten to 15,000 people. And Christ blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to the disciples to give to the people. And when everyone had eaten to their satisfaction, and then some, I'm sure, they were totally full. I mean, they were completely filled and satisfied. And when they took up the Bible says the fragments, and many, probably like myself uh, some time ago, felt like these were leftovers. These weren't leftovers. These weren't, in other words, they weren't um, scraps. That That's for sure. I want, I want you to understand one thing. They were not scraps. These were not pieces that somebody had eaten part of it and put it back. That's not what it was. This was broken food blessed and broken, that had not been eaten. This was uneaten food. And they took up 12 baskets of uneaten food. I mean, it's just, a, I get excited about this because just imagining being there and and just witnessing this, it's exciting enough just reading about it and, and imagining, you know, what the Lord did there. He actually did this. And and just imagining being there, it could just be uh, just an amazing thing. But they had 12 baskets full of food that had not been eaten. Now, I can only imagine, the Bible does not give us specifics on this, so I can only imagine that uh, this was enough for the 12 disciples. I mean, it was enough for them to have plenty to eat for uh a day or so, and, and it's just amazing, just amazing what God did. So let's get on with our Christ the Wave Walker. 
and rowing against the wind. <laughs> I think you'll see what we're talking about here in just a moment. <clears throat> so he he perceived that they were intending, verse 15, to come and take him by force. This is the multitude. Um, to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself alone. Now, how could they take the Lord by force? Well, they were expecting, and he is the king. Somebody said, well, isn't he the king? Of course, he's the king of kings. But this was not the route that he had planned to take. You know, sometimes we have our plans and and we don't take into account that God has his plan. We think he ought to do everything exactly the way we think he ought to do it. But he had a plan and his plan was not to be the earthly king at that particular time. He was not there to oust the Romans and, and take over. And that's exactly what the Jewish people at that particular time thought he was coming to do. When you talk about the Messiah, the coming Messiah, then they expected him to come in. I mean, they were just like us. We're no different. We can't criticize them because we're no different. We think God ought to just jump in our circumstances and take care of things right before us as as we see them and we think he ought to just do what we think he ought to do and again we don't take into account god has his own plan and sometimes <laughs> to, uh, to our our uh, dismay <laughs> god has plans that do not uh, equal our plans so we have to stop and think sometimes that and we wonder why why we have storms, and we'll get into that in a moment. But it's because we always think God's going to do things our our way. Okay, so anyway, verse fifteen, they were coming to take him by by force and make him king, and he withdrew again to the mountain by himself alone. Now, verse sixteen. Now, when even evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. Now, some of the other gospels tell us that he like urge them to get into the boat. And John doesn't mention that, but that doesn't mean it's not true. And told them where to go and go over on the other side. And getting into the boat, they started to cross the sea to Capernaum. Now, Mark says it was uh, uh, Bethsaida, but I mean, they're up in the same area. So <clears throat> cross the sea to Capernaum and it already become dark and Jesus had not yet come. Okay. So, Verse 18, he had not come to them. And verse 18, and the sea began to be stirred up because a strong wind was blowing. When therefore they had rowed about three or four miles, or King James says 25 or 30 furlongs, they beheld Jesus walking on the sea and drawing new, near to the boat, and they were frightened. And he said unto them, and his eye, do not be afraid. They were willing, therefore, to receive him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Now, Mark in the sixth chapter tells us that the wind was contrary to them. Now, where Jesus went up into the mountain was approximately 3,000 feet. And uh, coming, the wind coming over the top of that and dropping down into this Sea of Galilee, you could, you could understand. Uh, you don't have to be, be a meteorologist to understand that this can create some you know, some disturbances. And the the Sea of Galilee is, is known for that. And when these storms come up, they come up fierce and, and, you know, it gets pretty rough out there. So we can gather from all of, of the word that they were 
rowing. They were toiling. Mark specifies that. They were toiling and, and working hard at uh, at the oars, trying to get where God told them to go. And it uh, isn't that just like us. You know, I mean, they could have stopped and said, okay, that's it. We're turning around and just let the sea take them back. I mean, the wind take them back. But, you know, we're going, we, we pride ourselves and we're going to do what God said to do. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. But sometimes we find ourselves rowing against the wind. I found that there's an old classic rock song about that, you know, going against the wind. And I find so much of my life I've, uh, hard-headed and you know and stubborn and i find myself going against the wind and that's what they were doing they were determined to get where he told them to and that's admirable of course uh, but sometimes we have to in our circumstances we have to find ourselves in a little bit of trouble and a little bit of storm a little bit of high waves and strong winds before the Lord, I guess, can get our attention. That's probably the best way for me to say it. And this was one of those circumstances. And here he came when he had finished praying. And he came walking on the water to them. Now, there are people who say, oh, that's just a fairy tale. Well, I don't believe that. I believe John, he is known as an eyewitness. And I believe John specified exactly where they were they were right out in the middle of where they were going and he made enough details that we can see easily that uh he wasn't walking walking on the shore and they weren't near the bank i mean you know the things that the people try to explain away you know some of the people try to explain away miracles uh, sometimes have to work harder to believe some of the garbage that they profess to believe than it would be to just believe the miracle. So here we are. I'm happy to believe the miracle. Uh, I believe God meant what he said, and I believe Christ came to them. And they were afraid, and they thought he was a ghost. I mean, they, it was dark. It was windy. They were scared. They were working hard. I mean, everything was going against them. They were rowing against the wind. And here they are. Here the Lord comes walking to them, and they don't recognize him. Sometimes we don't recognize what God is doing in our lives. And sometimes he's just simply trying to get our attention so that we can slow down and say, yes, Lord, show me what, what you will and I'll do what you want. Um, and he said to him, it is I, do not be afraid. Thank God that we have a God that who is alive. You know what? None of the other so-called religions of the world how many other uh, ideologies and false religions as we refer to them uh, that might be a slap in the face to some of them but i mean it's just the, it's the way we we know it to be true how many of your so-called gods have walked on the water <laughs> how many of your so-called gods have risen from the dead you know how many of yours have fed five thousand people with a lad's lunch um, we serve an amazing God, and our God is able to deliver us even when we are rowing against the wind. He is the sea walker. Yes, he is. Well, my friends, that's all the time we have for today. So you join us next time. Please share this with your friends. Tell others about the light of hope, and we'll see you next time. See you.